Well, good morning, good afternoon from a very chilly Minnesota. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you've landed on the Friday 15. But every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer your industry questions. I know a lot of you are also having this remarkable cold spell going through and perhaps aren't as used to it as Minnesotans are. So I hope everyone is staying warm this Friday. Uh, it has been a fabulous week of recuperating here from Host Week. If you missed out on Host Week, by the way, last week, we're going to put a link in the comments to the Host Week playlist on YouTube. Check it out. It was fantastic. The edge spots that were there, the keynotes, lots and lots of great content. And of course, the interviews with the host agencies and the consortia. Wonderful stuff to tune into. Lots of engagement from the over 2,500, no, yeah, 2,500 people that ended up registering by the end of the week. So an amazing success. Thank you for all of you who showed up and uh, kept me kept me company in the comments so I didn't get too weird. So, and the other thing is, if you didn't attend Host Week and didn't know, we went ahead and launched our very first course here at HAR. We, we uh, it opened February 1st, there was a wait list, but we announced it the first Monday of Host Week. And we'll put a link in the comments to that as well. It's courses.hostagencyreviews.com. It's a course on starting your agency. So take a look at it. It's, uh, I think there's 70 plus videos within there. There's tons of worksheets and exercises to help you as you go through setting up your agency um, and finding which route is going to be the best for you. Host agency, independently accredited, um, or some kind of combination of that. So let's see what we've got for our first question. This is a good one. So this one came in from Karen. Hi, Steph and team. I just completed your Aster Roadmap to Becoming a Travel Advisor course online, and I need a little more help getting set up properly for my situation. For the last 15 years or so, I've been working with companies where I've been the main travel and event coordinator. I just accepted the job at a production company as their corporate travel manager. The company currently only has travel info sheets on file, and I am booking flights, cars, and hotels directly instead of through a GDS system. Am I able to acquire the software to use this for the travel bookings I'm doing? Where should I start with this? And please let me know of any other recommendations for myself and the company set up to have a full functioning system and process. Thank you very much, Karen. Well, Karen, that's very exciting. So I have to explain a few things for people that are listening and that may not be familiar with everything. So the Aster Roadmap to Becoming a Travel Advisor course, um, this is something I worked with. I produced the course with Asta, the Association of American Society of Travel Advisors. Uh, that was weird. I totally forgot their name for a second. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful course. There's about 240 pages in the manual. There's a bunch of videos in there. Um, so we'll put a link to that. And then also we have a promo code for HAR listeners. So that's HAR149 and you can save 50%. Um, now, the other thing that she's Karen's mentioning is the GDS, which is the Global Distribution System. And that is something um, that is used strictly, well, not, yeah, it's used pretty much by corporate travel advisors. If you were trained on it and you do leisure, you can book in there too, but very few leisure advisors nowadays are trained on it. Um, so. The GDS system, very complex to learn. Uh, we'll put a link in the comments to our what is the GDS article for anyone that's interested. But in Karen's situation, so she's essentially acting as an in-house advisor at a company 
Um, so she's on their payroll and she'll be booking all of their tickets. And when she's talking about a production company, that means they're, uh, maybe they're doing a TV show or some kind of a production or a play, and they need to move these groups of people all around the world. Um, and that's what her job is. So the question is, um, is she able to get the software? Because it's very difficult in the corporate setting to be booking direct like she's doing because you're supposed to know where all your travelers are at all times. If something happens, if there's a volcano eruption in Iceland, you can look really quickly in the system and see if anyone's there and if you need to get them out or if anyone's flights on the home way home might be affected. So lots of uh, important things that go on there that you need some kind of a central hub instead of booking them all directly with the uh, flights, cars, and hotel companies. So the good news is, Karen, yes, you can definitely get access to the GDS system, especially because um, you've used the GDS system before. Hard to get into it if you haven't used it before. But um, beyond the GDS system, one of the things about signing up with a host agency, and let me, um, I'm just going to share my screen really quickly because I want to show you um, some of the things on the profiles. So um, one of the things is you want to take a look at the profiles of the host agencies. So um, in the search filters, it also has this, but I'll show you on the profile. So it'll show you if they have the GDS, the global distribution system, and then it'll tell you which ones they have. So whichever one you're fluent in, Karen, um, you can go ahead on the host agency list and you can use the filters on there to search by the GDS system uh, right here. You can choose whichever one you want. The other thing for you to note in here is you would want someone that has an online booking tool. Under In the filters, we just added this uh, a week ago. We have a corporate tool section. There's also a bunch of other new filters. If people aren't watching the video, um, you can see, you'll be able to uh, visit the host agency list and see them. But the other important thing for you, Karen, is an online booking tool. So something like Concur, which is what a lot of corporate companies use, where they can put their travel policies in place for travelers. Um, so it could be something like, oh, Steph owns the company so she can fly in first class and she she gets approval for that, but no one else could fly in first class. If they're at a manager level, they can get um, business class on international flights. So it puts all these rules in uh, so someone can actually go in and book on their own online through this portal specific to their company. And so Karen, if you check the online booking tool up here, that will show you the host agencies that have that corporate tool available. And the nice thing is Concur is really, really expensive normally. Oftentimes, if you go with a host agency or even with a consortia, the price can be slashed, reduced, or reduced greatly for you. So it makes it a lot more affordable for your clients, or in your case, your employee or your employer. So um, those, I think, are the main things. Oh. Um, the other thing you'll need to know, so getting that corporate booking tool, you will also need to get your own, um, either go with a host agency or you can get your own accreditation number and you're going to need the IATA number and the ARC. Uh, if I were you, I would start with a host agency first, only because it's a lot of work to get set up um, with the IATA and the ARC and having, you'll have to negotiate your GDS contract, which I would actually recommend a travel attorney for. And so we'll put a link in the comments for travel attorneys. And April, I know you're in the comments putting these in, and I'm putting some in that I haven't mentioned, so my apologies. Um, but we'll put a link to that as well for you in there. And 
Um, yeah, I would recommend starting with a host agency though, because number one, if you want that online booking tool, you can get a really great deal on it, but also because it's going to lessen the learning curve for you. And after you get set up and learn things more, you can always go ahead and get your own accreditation. Um, the last thing I'll mention is we did a, um, one of the podcasts you might want to listen to. We talked with Molly Williams, who does entertainment travel. So she moves bands around the country. She was doing a podcast with us. Um, so it's one of our latest versions of Travel Agent Chatter. We'll pop a link in the comments at the end. Uh, but that's a great one for you to listen to because she does entertainment travel and you can hear how she might get some ideas on how she runs things. And she also started during the pandemic, the Entertainment Travel Advisors Coalition, which would be really helpful you for you to be able to network with peers that are specifically in entertainment travel and production travel. So it's etac.online. And you can go ahead, we'll put the link to that in the comments. Um, and etac would be a great thing to do listening to Molly's podcast. And then the last place I would recommend for networking, so this is kind of new to you running the whole thing um, and setting it up, would be the Global Business Travel Association, which is the GBTA. And they have, it's all corporate companies within there. And a lot of them are in-house like you are. There's also a lot of travel management companies there. So you can check that out as um, some resources. And let's see, um, let me stop sharing my screen. Um, there we go. Okay, so next question comes in and they are wondering, this is from Anonymous, if a host agency or a consortium other than the host agency or consortium that I'm affiliated with puts on a FAM trip, would I still be able to attend? And the, the well, the good news is it's easy to answer. The bad news is it's probably not what you're hoping to hear. Uh, and no, if it's put on by something outside of your network, um, if it's a supplier, that's one thing. Suppliers will invite agencies across the board. But a consortium or a host agency is not going to invite someone out that's outside of their network. Those spots are saved for those people. And if you are looking for some fam trip opportunities, one place you can go is our events calendar. There's uh, fam trips in there and 50, 60 plus other events. So it's hostagencyreviews.com slash events, and we'll put a link to it in the comments. All right. Whew, we are just breezing through today. So Next one comes from Tammy. Tammy has a question. Hi, Steph. Love your website and podcast. Thank you for all you do to help new travel business people. I sure appreciate it. You are more than welcome. Uh, now to my question. My husband has a travel business in Egypt for 20 years, and we are going to do an American company using the same name with our nation travel to Egypt. The problem is we are trying to resolve is that a payment system without using a host agency. But as you know, travel is high risk, and we are just starting out here in America, so we can't get a merchant account. Can you tell me of any reputable high-risk merchant account companies or direct me somewhere to start? I am not sure if my only option is to join a host agency or if we can join a consortia with our Egypt um, IATA number. All right, so let's address a couple things within here. The first thing um, is the payment system. So yes, travel is a very high-risk industry, and it's hard to get approval from places like Stripe or um, PayPal or anything to have an account, uh, a merchant account with them because it's so high risk and there's a lot of fraud. So what I will say to you, Tammy, is that a payment system like to run these things, if you're planning to act as a tour operator, which is different than a travel advisor. So that means you're putting everything together. You're, you're paying the individual 
like the hotels and the excursions separately, but bundling it for your client. If you're doing that, um, you would be a tour operator and it is difficult to find merchant accounts to actually run the travel through. There is one though that is played in the travel agency space. I've never specifically used them, but they do specifically target the travel industry. It's called National Transaction Corp, NTC. We'll put a link to that in the comments, but that's an option for you. But I will say that if you're actually going to be a travel agency, so that means you would be located in the U.S. Um, or have your presence in the U.S., booking tours to Egypt, but you're doing it through someone like Abercrombie and Kent or whoever whoever you're looking to sell. If you're doing that, then um, you don't actually need a merchant account unless you're going to be charging fees. So the what would happen is when you're booking with Abercrombie and Kent, you're putting the money through there. So you're not your client's credit card goes through Abercrombie and Kent and you don't need to deal with the merchant account. If you're charging separate consultation fees or service fees, those are different than actual travel. And you should be able to get a merchant account just for charging like consultation fees. Um, and then we're going to put a link to uh, Tom Carpenter. If you don't know him, he's a travel industry attorney and he specializes or he is a travel advisor. Plus, he uh, has his attorney business where he helps travel advisors. So we'll put a note to the article he wrote on um, credit card processing for travel agencies. There's um, there's a few things that might be helpful to you in there, Tammy. And so let me see the other. Okay, the other option to mention or the other thing to mention on your question is this Egypt IATA number. So you could always join uh a consortium with your IATA number if you're independently accredited. The thing with the consortia is remember that they have minimums. So you have to be have sold a minimum in their preferred suppliers before they'll let you into the network. And let me actually share my screen again because I'll show you where you can find that information on profiles. Um, all right. So on here, if you're looking... Um, Oh, shoot, I'm on the host agency list. Hold on. We've got to go to our consortia list. So on here, if you click on a, a consortia, what you'll see is they'll have in their metadata field, this company details section, it'll have minimum sales requirements. So you would need $350,000 to join Ensemble Travel. And it's not just in sales. It has to be in their preferred supplier list. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and let's see. I think we have one last question. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, so this is from Laura Days. And hello, do you need to be certified to work with a travel host agency? Thank you. Nope, you do not need to be certified. So the travel industry has a very low barrier to enter. There's no certifications. There's plenty of certifications you can take. There's no certifications that are required by a state board or on a national level to ensure that you have a base level of knowledge. And so in that aspect, you don't need to be certified to become a travel agency. However, there's lots of certification out, options out there. So we'll put a link to our article on travel agent certifications. And again, these are all, no one needs these, but these are some great training programs and education programs. And then the other one, of course, is if you're looking at getting started, Lourdes, we have our new course that came out on setting up your host agency. So again, we'll put a link to that in the comments. So that is it. So next week we have GTN or Gifted Travel Network as our host co-host. So if you have questions 
for the gifted travel network people. Please make sure to submit them at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Um, we have also Travel Quest Network is going to be co-hosting on February 17th. And then Travel Planners International on February 24th. And Jenny, I know you asked a question about um, a host quoting in U.S. dollars for Canadian advisors. We didn't have time for it this week, but we will get to it next week. So don't worry about that. And let's see. I think that's about all. Just a reminder, if you like the Friday 15 and want to keep abreast of what's going on, uh, make sure to sign up for the email reminders at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday 15. That will allow you to get the questions ahead of time, see who the co-host is, and have a direct link on where to watch it. So stay warm this weekend, everybody, and we will see you next Friday.